Hi, am I on the air? Yep. Fuck. Thanks. We interrupt our program to bring you a special broadcast. Is this thing gone? I said shots Nick and Dawn. Him on the air radio every Sunday night, man. What up? Red Dragons. Shout out to the boy, Nick. I see you done. You about to witness the real talk, real talk. Put it in your ear. We reach it for the sky, but we put it in the air. Not a glass jar, but I tell it to you clear. Am I on the air? We rock. Here's your whip, man. Am I on the air? Here's this mic here for nothing. My demographic pull do box office numbers. Weekend reviews said we number one getters. Now y'all on here, we're number one getters. Uh, turn it on, Nick and Dawn. And I'm like, turn it up, what the fuck, eh? We air it out, wear it out, and we winning Him on the air, follow back, and we trending You can't tell me what I bet not be Don't give a FCK about the FCC I'm the head for the hellas, voice for the voices Him on the air, Sunday night, and I'm off this And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a brand new Am I on the Air with Nick and Don. I'm Nick Gator, joined as always by DX Don Mega. Don Mega, Don Mega, What up, what up? Am I on the Air? Back in the house, September 29th, Season 7, Episode 12, Green Button, Red Button. Yeah, and we'll take a little explanation on that. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about the new shows that are out for the new season of television. When we went out this summer for the UFC fight, and of course Don's anniversary, we got roped in to a little survey, a little poll. And so the four of us, it was myself, Don, Corey, and Don's lovely wife, Mrs. Mega, we had to look at these NBC previews. And you had two buttons. You had a, a thing that had a red button, a thing that had... A green button. If you liked, if you saw something you liked, you'd press the green button, and if you saw something you didn't like, you'd press the red button. And that's sort of what the beginning of the television season is. And we universally all pressed the red button when we saw a preview for the new Sean Hayes show that's debuting on Thursday night. So that's the little story behind that. But it's been a whirlwind, whirlwind of a television season so far uh, i have to say we'll start with dads because i know don you talked about dads last week mm-hmm. you did not care for it Mm-mm. you know how long i watched <laughs> three minutes and four minutes okay three minutes and 54 seconds uh it got to the point where giovanni rubisi was talking to his wife and oh my dad's friends all have businessman names and that's when i turned it off so i just i didn't like giovanni rubisi to start with i didn't understand how he was married to vanessa lachey uh i just thought this was like it seemed very odd for giovanni rubisi because you see the roles he's in like very serious roles sort of creeper roles like he was in ted or very serious roles like in gangster squad this didn't seem like something I think he would be good at, and he wasn't in the four minutes that I saw. So that went off. However, I have kept Brooklyn Nine-Nine 
on for two weeks, and I've, I've watched both episodes. I thought the episode, second episode was pretty good. It had Artemis from Always Sunny in Philadelphia as a guest, but I like the plot line about the deputy commissioner's kid drawing the penises, and I like, I guess I like the show, and I like the concept. Honestly, the thing I like the least about the show is Andy Samberg. Aww. And I like Andy Samberg. He's I so love funny. I loved Hot Rod, but he his face annoys me. Like I want to hit it. <laughs> I want to hit it in the the face. Other than that, I can withstand that. I thought you know Terry Crews has been great. Andre Brower has been great. Joe Latrulio. Everyone around the show has been good, and I can stand Andy Samberg. So Brooklyn Nine Nine's a keeper. And where were you on the Goldbergs? Uh, I liked it. I'm ke- I'm keeping that one. Yeah, we are too. Yeah, we are too. I, I dug it. You know, like I know we and you talked off the air about the Wonder Wonder Years vibe, and yeah. I like that. You know, I I had no clue Patton Oswalt had anything involved in this, and I'm a big yeah. Patton Oswalt fan. And me too. Me too. Hearing his narration right off the beginning, I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know, and he plays the little kid with the camcorder, uh, grown up in the movie in the uh, TV show. And what was really cool is I don't know if did you notice at the very end where it said this is dedicated to my own personal family. And it actually showed the real camcorder footage of his family. And no, I didn't like make it that exactly far. The same of what that TV show is. So it's actually like a true story, and I, I thought that was really really cool. All the characters are based off the, the writer's real life family. I think it, it's good, and as you see, sometimes I feel like Hot Tub Time Machine was like this, where it was like it's set in the '80s, but it's all about making fun of the '80s. Like, oh, look at the size of my cell phone. Stuff like that. I thought this was really true to life. I really enjoyed it. I mean, that's that's what people looked like in the 80s. That's how people dressed in the 80s. That was, you know, the way it was. And the mother wearing all the things with the shoulder pads totally reminded me of my mother. Uh, when, when the guy walks in, when Jeff Garland's character walks in and takes his pants off immediately, yeah. that's, that's my dad or me. <laughs> when I come home, hello, ladies. When I come home, I get comfortable pretty quick it's sort of like a more nc-17 version of mr rogers <laughs> i love so, the mom too man i've loved her ever since reno yeah number one. Nine, reno number one great. yeah she was great in bridesmaids, bridesmaids. Yep. yeah i really like that that lady and i like george siegel who played the grandfather mm-hmm. i liked him uh, in a lot of stuff so i like the ending where he's like oh i think you're gonna like this place and it's a hooters yes <laughs> I thought the cast was really good. I thought the story was really good. So I'm also going to keep it on the, the DVR for now. What else? Uh, you liked Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, I did like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That was really nice to uh, see Agent Coulson return. Um, you know, kind of briefly mentioning how he survived being stabbed by Loki. and um, But... I, they did kind of twist in there, like there's something kind of more to it that he doesn't realize yet. Um, so I thought that was kind of a nice nod because now I'm curious if like he is a clone or like something happened with powers or something to, to bring him back to life. Uh, I don't think it's as easy as just oh he survived. Uh, they definitely hinted that there's something a little bit more there. Um, but it, it's good. I mean, for an hour long, you know, kind of show, um, it was very interesting to kind of see the shield side of things rather than just um the the superhero side and i like it with it kind of like i felt like the pilot was like an origin story it was bringing colson back and putting a team together to you know go out and investigate these different you know um different things going on around the city so i liked it the only thing that was missing for me was a samuel jackson (laughs) cameo i felt like he should have been in there for the pilot episode just to kind of set things up 
but maybe later down the road. But I was happy to see um, Robin from How I Met Your Mother <laughs> make her little yeah. cameo from uh, from Avengers as well. So that was pretty nice of her to do a little crossover. I saw someone tweet that Colby uh, Smolders was on there, and I was like, oh, I guess it would have to be just a cameo because, of course, she has her commitments to How I Met Your Mother. But yeah. that, but that's wrapping up. So maybe if this I know, goes, that's what I'm wondering. If this goes for a second and third season, she'll be available. Yeah, I mean, if she wants to stick in TV, I don't see why not. She's got a built-in franchise that she could jump right into. Yeah, and I, easily be on there every week. So I, I thought that was really cool that they did bring her up. She was kind of a surprise in the pilot, and she was in it for probably like half the pilot. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that was great. Um, kind of backtracking a little bit on dads. I just want to kind of – I said last week after I watched it I was going to give it another episode or two to see if I could get into it. I did watch the second episode, and I hated it just as much as the first one. So dads is completely – that's my first red button of the season is dads. Uh, no more for me. It is It is done. It is out. I, I'm not going to bother DVRing it anymore. Uh, like Nick said, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I love the second episode. Definitely big green up, green button on that. Uh, green button on the Goldbergs. Uh, so far, everything that we've really been watching, I've been liking. Uh, I did see the season two premiere of Revolution, uh, which I thought was pretty good. Kind of a downer show, though, man. Like, the more it goes on, it was funny because uh, my wife actually doesn't watch Revolution, but I was about halfway through the episode yesterday, and she came in and sat down on the couch and she started watching it with me, and she's like, this show looks like a big downer. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, a little bit, because I mean, there's always someone dying <laughs> or getting shot or stabbed or, you know, someone's got a disease. Like, I mean, it, it is a pretty big downer show, and I never really thought about it until she said that. And I was like, huh, yeah, I guess it kind of is. And it was funny because I read a review about Revolution that said, all you need to know about the season two premiere is forget everything you saw in season one. <laughs> So, um, I actually didn't even finish season one, uh, you know, because of the way they split up that season, it threw me all off and I was completely up to date till it went on its hiatus. And then I kind of just caught episodes here and there when it came back. So I kind of went into the season premiere blindly and I didn't feel too thrown off. I thought it was pretty easy to kind of pick back up to where it was. Uh, but I just thought that review was pretty funny. Um, trying to think if there's anything else debut wise um well you haven't seen the new season of the voice yet but i did and i really was into it i i like this part of the voice the most i like the audition process the most um and then what ends up happening is they start like you know getting into the more of the actual competition and i lose interest so that is sort of where I'm at. But I really liked it. There's some very talented people, and I think you'll like it. I, it's really nice to have everybody back. Christina has lost a lot of weight, but as I said to you and Corey in private, you know, she lost a lot of weight by swimming in eye makeup <laughs> because, good God. And CeeLo has something on his head. I don't know if it's an actual tattoo or a temporary tattoo, or, but he's sporting uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> and Adam has grown a beard, and Blake still has all of his his uh, trophies from winning three the last three seasons. 
but it was really good. Of course, at the beginning, it sort of follows the pattern. There's a lot of sob stories. You know, people lost family members or they've fallen on hard times and they want to come out and this is their opportunity. And I know for me, and Corey said he understood. I don't know how you feel about this, Don, because you watch X Factor, you watch Idol, you watch The Voice. You you see far more of these than I do. I'm sort of unlike top chef and the great food truck race and stuff but i definitely not only root for people but i absolutely root against people like someone comes on and i think to myself i hope no one turns around for them or on a cooking show i hope their burner doesn't work do you i know you're a nicer guy than we are <laughs> but do you still get that like on some of those reality shows that you watch like i just please don't turn around please don't pick this person um sometimes i mean like on the singing ones if i feel they really suck it does piss me off when they get positive praise and they're like wow that was so amazing and then sometimes i'll be looking at the tv like are you fucking kidding me because i'm just like how did they hear something completely different than i did you know because i feel like with music i'm pretty on page with most of them on this show but sometimes there's just certain singers that come on to where i'm like that was horrible and then they love them like all the judges are like that was great and I, and I just don't get it sometimes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably probably the pretty much the most extent of that that I kind of get into. On the cooking shows, I don't really – I don't think I've ever thought, like, hey, hopefully their burner goes out. Yeah, I do that on Top <laughs> Chef. You know, Top Chef has – you know, they usually come in with, like, 15 or 18 chefs. And there's always at least a handful of really cocky, arrogant, douchebaggy people – and last season on Top Chef, it was funny because the guy who I thought was the most cocky, most arrogant, really asshole, he actually didn't make it. They had a, like a cook-off to eliminate people from even being on the show on the first episode. He actually was the first person off. He didn't even make it to the competition. He had to skin something. He had to – or he had to um, – he had to uh, – break something down like a big piece of meat or something he had to break it down and he couldn't do it he just destroyed this beautiful piece of meat and the guy Tom Calicchio who's the uh, head judge on the show just told him to pack up his knives and go so that made me happy but then you have people that that make it through and you just you don't you don't like them you don't like their attitude you don't like the way they you know behave beyond the talent like you can say well, they're, they're very talented but they're assholes just just one man's opinion but I, I'm a hard-hearted SOB. Well, that, I am anxious to get into The Voice. Uh, it is on the DVR, along with another 90% of shows right now. Uh, I did not get to see as many things as I had hoped to by tonight's episode. Uh, I was DVRing probably 5 to ten, five to 10 different things every single night this week. It was overload, to say the least. Um, so, you know, right now I'm still waiting to watch The Blacklist, um, did, so you can you can you can delete nah, that. No 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 no. We're anxious to see that one. You saw you saw the second episode of Sleepy Hollow. I, I haven't seen either of the two episodes. Of oh Sleepy good. Hollow yet. I am behind. You can delete. There. You can no, delete. No, they're not going anywhere because it's still everyone that watches it tells me how awesome it is. I can't. Well, someone someone tweeted the other day to me, not knowing our bet. Someone tweeted to me the other day. Oh, watch uh, Sleepy Hollow. It's really good. Like. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. So, yeah, so Sleepy Hollow is still pretty much towards the top of the list. It's just, like I said, for us, it's a lot easier to bang out the half hour kind of like yeah. comedy sitcoms. Absolutely. That's what we, and that's what you and I have basically done. Like, you know, Dad's Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the Goldbergs. Yeah. 
and I will say for the Goldbergs, just veering back a little bit, I definitely have a, a I've given the green button to the Goldbergs. It's going to stay on, and a green button to Brooklyn Nine Nine for the time being. Also. I've talked about them previously, but the new shows I'm watching on, on National Geographic, Stake Salvation and Life Below Zero, I, ca- I actually went back and caught up on some episodes I had missed of those. So I'm good to go there. Nice. I don't I mean, it's so weird. Like, it's definitely not for everybody, but I, I quite liked those. Now, did you DVR that Robin Williams, Sarah Michelle Gellar oh, show? Oh, I did, man. That's what I'm saying. I'm, let me go through a little bit. Like, I'm, you know, I have on the DVR that new show Mom. Which is the Anna Ferris show that they you know, did on Monday night. After you told me the Anna Ferris thing, I saw a clip of it and I didn't know Allison Janney was in it. And I like Allison Janney more than Anna Ferris. So I, I could see myself possibly watching that if there's good word of mouth, if you like it or whatever. But that's on, that's on ABC, so it's going to be on Hulu. Uh, is that on ABC? Yeah, no, I think that's a CBS. Oh, then fuck it. Because that's the Monday night one with like How I Met Your Mother and oh, all that stuff. That's all. And Mike that. Molly and yeah. coming up. Okay. Yeah, Fuck. So Mike and Molly didn't come back on Monday, and I don't know if it, if they're going to switch it to a different night because you have Mom now in one of those spots. You still have How I Met Your Mother. You still have Two Broke Girls, and then I think tomorrow night they're debuting another new show, which I think is the We Are Men show. Have you seen the preview for that one? It sounds familiar. It's it's like four. It has um. It actually has a pretty decent cast. It has Tony Shalhoub. It has uh, Jerry O'Connell. It has Cal from uh, um. Uh, fuck. Um. From the it'll, White it'll, Castle it'll, fucking movie. Oh, it has a Cal Penn. Yeah. And then and then some other guy I don't know, but it's four and some random some yeah. random jabroni cool guys and one random jabroni, but they're like four guys and it's like this manly it look it reminds me kind of like a man up thing where it's like these four friends you know just getting into fucking whatever and like but going through like one's going through a divorce one's going through this and that and uh, I saw the preview for that and that actually looks really funny so I'm excited for that one it's called We Are Men I believe it starts tomorrow in that other spot that I think Mike Amali was in so I'm a little. Wondering where the hell Michael Molly's going to fall, but because uh, I haven't seen the, anything for that. By the way, the guy who is the fourth guy uh, is best known for being in Paranormal Activity 3. Oh, Jesus. He was also in The Reluctant Fundamentalist, and enough said, he's made guest appearances on The Office, The Mindy Project, and How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> and apparently the show was originally called X-Men, now it's called We Are Men. And I like all the I've liked Jerry O'Connell since oh, yeah. um, Stand By Me, so Yeah. Loved Sliders. That's right up my alley. Yeah. I'm glad Cal Cal Penn's getting work since he <laughs> left the White the White House. Exactly. So I'm anxious to see that. So that's set on the D V R. Um also on the D V R I have Trophy Wife, which is the new Malin Ackerman show, and that one's been getting great reviews as one of the best comedies uh on of the new comedy shows. So yeah, I don't know. Anxious to see that. Uh, I do have Lucky Seven on the DVR, but I'm kind uh-huh. of on the fence about it. I think I might just delete that one. I don't know if I have time to try to get into another hour, and especially if this one's like this one's considered more of a drama than anything else. And I'm like, I don't know if I yeah. want to bother with that. Um, These guys I'm- that win the lottery and they're at a gas station and yeah. whatever. It, it is what it is. I prefer shows that are about things that I'm never going to do, you know, can't do or won't do. I'm going to win the lottery. So there's no reason for me to watch this show. I, I know that I'm going to hit the lottery. I'm not going to handle snakes. Uh, I'm not going to be a Goldberg in the 80s. I'm not going to be an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm not going to be a Brooklyn cop. And I'm not going to sing on The Voice. <laughs> 
Um, also have the Michael J. Fox show, which is which we did actually green button in yes. Vegas. So it, I ha- we have that too. We have two it. episodes were on Thursdays. Yeah, I've heard. Those. I heard okay things, and then someone on the radio here said he didn't like it because it was basically all Parkinson's jokes. Well, and I'm it was sure just like, out the gate there probably is. Yeah, I mean that's sort of like the thing, but you know we'll kind of see. I'll take a look. I'm gonna. I'm, it's on the DVR. I'm gonna give it a shot. Uh, they're doing a commercial for the Blacklist right now. I'm still not interested. Oh, that looks so good. I like James Spader. He's sort of, in some of these clips of James Spader with his hat off, he sort of looks like Hunter S. Thompson. He has the glasses and the bald head and everything. I don't know. It's just, that's another thing where I've, I'm not into crime dramas in general. So that takes out Sleepy Hollow, The Blacklist. What else? Uh, uh, what's that show that's on after Breaking Bad that's supposed to get canceled soon? Oh, the one... Dark Moon Rising or whatever the fuck. Yeah, like the Rising Sun or whatever. Right. That has uh, Mark Strong on it. I guess I'm not a big fan of cop shows. I never got into any of the CSIs. I only watch NCIS for the last five minutes on Monday nights before (laughs) Raw. Also on there, I do have The Crazy Ones, which is the Robin Williams show, which debuted to 15 million people watching this week. uh, The highest rated comedy on any network. Uh, debut so congratulations to robin williams man i just i wasn't sure that show was gonna do very well and it it doubled like anything else that it debuted this past week so well i think you gotta kind of uh you gotta sort of take like the wait and see here because were they before or after big bang theory it was after big bang theory okay so they got slop over from that plus they got i'm sure a lot of people Wanted to see the show because they were curious about Robin Williams and, and everything. Yeah. So uh, if they can sustain those kinds of big numbers, God bless them and good for them. I heard Robin Williams needs the money. Mm. He had a bad divorce. Really? So, good, yeah, that's what, I, that's what he said in an interview. He said he – and you don't know if he's kidding or not, but yeah, he, did, exactly. you know, he did go through a bad divorce. In fact, he went through such a bad divorce. To see his kids, he had to dress up in drag and pretend he was a nanny and cook oh, for them, babysit them. No, I'm kidding about that part. But he he did say he had a bad divorce, and then there was some information that came out that said he, he had a bad divorce. So I'm I'm rooting for him. I think he's very talented. Uh, he can be really annoying, yeah, but exactly. that that's the that's the line I'm afraid of is yeah, it's gonna be too over the top. Right? Is it gonna be Patch Adams or you know one of those things, or can he sustain it in this mindset? But I'm gonna give it a couple of weeks, and if you like it. And other people who I have a respect for their opinion like it, then it may go on. But that what what night is that on? It's on Thursday. Uh, oh, no, Thursday's sort of rough for us. <laughs> but that's on no, it's on CBS, right? It's on CBS. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> Sign the deal with Hulu for God's sake. I'm gonna end up watching Agents of Shield at some point. I was too busy watching stuff I've already seen a hundred times. Exactly. That's <laughs> your problem. I went back and watched the League. <laughs> Uh, and I watched a little more Always Sunny that I've already seen. Someone on our someone on our Netflix is watching Breaking Bad. I think it's my father. Mm. It's got to be my dad. He has gone. He my father since he got sick in December. He's had more time on his hands. He did an entire and we gave him our Netflix information. He's done an entire run of The West Wing. He's done an entire catch up on Mad Men, and now he's watching Breaking Bad. Not to mention all the shows on HBO he watches like Veep, The Newsroom. Warwick Empire that's now back and so on. So my father is, you know, he's his health is okay, but he's retired. He he can't, he can't go back to work. Uh, he's not allowed to go back to work. Hmm. So he needs he needs something. He needs a hobby. 
No, you know, it's a hobby has become uh, watching television has become his hobby. Hey man, if he, he needs, enjoys it, more power to him. He needs to get he needs to do something. I know his birthday is coming up. We're gonna get him something for his birthday. Maybe I'll get him his own Netflix account for his there birthday. There you go. <laughs> it's only eight bucks a month. Right, because he loves he and he loves Hulu because he watches all those old shows on Hulu. Yeah. So he's uh he he enjoys it. So good for him. Also on the DVR, I have uh, Gordon Ramsay's back. This time is Junior Master Chef. See, I don't know if I don't know if I could watch this because I will occasionally watch a Gordon Ramsay show, but this takes out the element of Gordon Ramsay that I want to see. You can't yell at an eleven. No, that's what I'm curious about. <laughs> I fucking burned it, you piece of shit. You fucking hairless piece of motherfucker. You can't do that to a kid. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. I'm kind of like. I'm only watching it because of him and my love for him, but I'll see how a couple episodes go. I don't know if I can get into just watching kids cook this time around, but yeah. we'll see. But then, uh, and then of course we had big premiere weeks. I mean, you know, like we talked last week, best week ever is back. Have you set your DVR for that one? You know what? I did not, and I'm pissed. In Good fact, while we have a moment, hold on. While we're doing this, let me go to the DVR. I thought I said it, but I guess I didn't. Oh, by the way, Bob's Burgers is is back tonight. And they already got renewed for next season. I don't know if you saw that or not, but I'm the one that posted it, and you said, no. "Oh yeah." <laughs> I see. I I I I see so many things. You know. Okay, hold on. Let's see. Best B E B E. I gotta say, FIO sucks for for a lot of things, but including trying to get a new thing on your DVR, it sucks. Everything. I'm I'm very unhappy about. Uh, I'm very unhappy about the. Thing I had nothing to do with the swap to FiOS, and I'm not happy about it. So, okay. Best week ever back. Uh, Big Bang Theory is back. They had two episodes premiere this past Thursday. It was really, really good. Laughed my ass off of both of those. Uh, the Neighbors is back for a second season. And I know this show gets a lot of shit, but th- this one cracks me up on a consistent basis for some reason. And I'm glad to see it come back for a second season. Um Let's see here, what else? Oh, Two and a Half Men returned. Uh, kind of a sh- shitty uh, premiere, I thought, on this past Thursday. They brought in uh, Amber Tamblin as uh, Charlie Sheen's long-lost daughter. Yeah, I saw a clip of that where she's like... ...and everything, so they're trying to like duplicate it with her. Yeah, they, I saw her like in a scene that they were like pouring her drinks, and they're like, oh yeah, she's Charlie's daughter. Yeah. I'm, I'm over that show. Yeah, I'm pretty over it, too. Ever since Ashton came on, I'm kind of, eh. But, like I said, I've spent 11 years watching it, so I kind of keep continuing. Well, it's like The Office. Like, Corey refused to give up on The Office. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like me and Always Sunny. I'm like, you know. You can't have much longer to go. <laughs> it, it, well, don't say that. Uh, X-Factor continues to be awesome. I am really loving X-Factor this year. I just want to say I think Kelly Rowland on it is a great addition to the panel. Uh, Demi Lovato is always awesome. The only complaint I have is Paulina Rubio, who I think she is just a waste of space, and I think they should have just left it with three judges. The only problem that would have caused is they use a judge to take uh, each because on X Factor, if you know, they they break it out from like boys, girls, over twenty fives, and groups. They do four segments, and then each judge actually takes like mentors a segment. So if they went to three, that obviously wouldn't work. But I think the chemistry between Demi, K- Kelly, and Simon is awesome, and I'm really really enjoying that this year. I just think Paulina's kind of eh. She just doesn't do anything for me on the show. What is what is she famous for? Uh, she's like a Latin pop artist. Why didn't they get uh, Shakira or something? 
because she's on The Voice. She's, she's not on The Voice. Coming back next season. They've... I'd love, I'd love her to be back. I love, I love for her to come out and and give the uh, the butt drop to Christina and take her spot. That's it. On the next season, man, they're going to flip back and forth between those two lineups. I don't know how I feel. I know, but I don't know how I feel about that. Um, elementary return for a second season, although I still haven't finished the first one, so it's nobody be a long cares. Time before I get to that second season. It's another show that I'm I'm rooting against. Uh, South Park returned this week, and it was hilarious. South Park did uh they'd had a new social media on their episode where it was like a Twitter, but it posted the second you thought about it. It was like a neural implant, and oh, it posted anything you think of on the internet like immediately, and they called it shitter. That's awesome. <laughs> so Cartman, of course, had the shitter installed because he just can't keep, him, keep his mouth shut. And the only two people that had shitter was Cartman and Alec Baldwin. That's pretty hilarious. And you know what? That really works because Alec Baldwin, that's exactly what he is. So funny. So funny, man. South Park kills it every time. Uh, we saw the big hour-long premiere of Modern Family. That yes. was awesome. We saw the gay proposal. <laughs> yeah, that was. I have to say that was really cute. The whole the episode where uh, where they go and Ed O'Neill's characters with Manny and they go. They have to get his birth certificate, but they're in the line with everyone yes. getting their gay marriage licenses. And Manny's like, I don't know if we should do this. And he's like, Hey, we're gonna get this piece of paper, and your mother already signed off on it. <laughs> It was just one of those little moments. Also, that the little baby was puking every time they mentioned gay marriage. Yeah, that can't be a coincidence, can it? <laughs> it's those little things, that, and that's the reason why that won the Emmy for Best Comedy. Exactly. It, it's all the subtle shit, and, and yeah. I love that. It really is, in my opinion, the best comedy on TV right now. Easily. That's a green button 50 times yeah. over. That's a big green button. It's a great ensemble piece. They, they give everyone really good stuff. And I can relate to almost every male character on the show. The only one I can't is Mitchell. I don't like him. I can relate to, to Phil a lot. I can relate to Jay. I can relate to Cam. I can't relate to Jesse Tyler Ferguson. And I don't like him. So he's, he's a guest judge, and so you think you can dance sometimes. He doesn't do anything for me. I always get a whistle when I wear shorts. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Cam is uh, Cam is a great character, and Phil. I mean, Phil is the very emotional. Phil is like me. Like Phil cries. He's very emotional, and his wife just berates and abuses him. By the way, Julie Bowen has had some work done, right? See, I didn't see it. I honestly didn't. Yeah. see it. my missus didn't say anything about it. I I even looked up some pictures. I I didn't see anything different. I don't know. What I thought her her nose and her lips and her. I thought a lot of her face looked. Wow. That's crazy. She looked exactly the same to me. Well, let's go to the videotape on this. We can. I mean, there has to be someone that uh, has some answers to this, right? I mean, who knows? Oh, Julie Bowen talks. Oh, that's from last year. Julie Bowen talks plastic surgery before and after. So, do I have to? Do I have to look anything else up now? Is that? <laughs> is, that is that enough? Bob's Burgers is back tonight. All new episode of Bob's Burgers. Very excited. I love Bob's Burgers. That's another show that I can relate to Bob. He's a hard work. He's a hard working man who takes care of his family and his wife Ted nags him a lot. Uh, had an hour long premiere of How I Met Your Mother this year uh, or this week, and uh, that was awesome. We actually now that the mother is introduced, we're finally getting to see how he met her, and uh, she actually had uh, a lot to do with this 
opening episode. So uh, very excited to see how this last season of How I Met Your Mother pans out. Saw the premiere of Two Broke Girls. I still don't even understand why I'm watching this show because I'm I'm on we're on season episode uh, season three of Two Broke Girls. I'm still not sold on this show, but I continue to watch every week for some reason. Uh, what is wrong? What is the power wrong? of Two Broke Girls on me for some reason? Don. We're all your friends, and this is an intervention. I don't know what it is. It's the only show that I'm, like, barely invested into but continue to watch on a weekly basis. Your watching of Two Broke Girls has affected us in the following ways. (laughs) You're not watching good stuff on television because you're watching this shit. But you you said you're going to watch Breaking Bad now, right? I want to. I just don't know when, man. Not with all this other shit we just added. <laughs> well, I, I have to do a run of this other fucking show first. Yeah. So I can, I'm not going to do a full run of a TV show I haven't watched yet until I do Dexter. I got to get that off my plate. It's it's looming. It's like an albatross around my neck. Yeah. I just want to take a weekend and bang out as many fucking seasons as possible. I can bang out two or three seasons in a, in a good weekend. I just want to get it done, and I, so I can say this is a shitty show. I think one season in a weekend would be enough for you, but this is a shitty show. Stop! It's real bad. Yeah, it's I not mean, good. Breaking Bad is definitely on the agenda. We just were talking about it, me and the missus, the other day, and she wants to watch it as well. But I don't think it'll probably it'll probably be next summer before we really like start to get into that, though, because there's just there's just no time. There's seriously no time. The well, reason the reason all these shows are backed up on the DVR right now is because it's just we only get an hour or two a night to maybe watch DVR together, and she is so tired lately that she's been going to bed at like eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. So we don't even there the last like three nights in a row we haven't even been able to watch a single thing. And well, let me tell you something. This is not going to improve. Well, I know <laughs> in the next couple of months. When you when you have the pitter patter of uh, of little feet, <laughs> yeah. and that's the thing too. Like Breaking Bad will be over, and it'll be all out in social media what happens and everything. But it'll it'll be there. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. So I, it's it's definitely on my back burner. So maybe we can talk about it next year at Summer Slammer, <laughs> exactly. our annual summer trip to Vegas. Apparently, because <laughs> I got to get Dexter done. Because I have to uh, agree to. I have to. I have to get through this fucking bet that I made, and I really do want to catch up on The Walking Dead. Like that's a show that. It's only three seasons in. The missus watches it. I can get into it. So I'm sort of I'm trying to do all these things. See, but... I don't see you even liking The Walking Dead, honestly. Well, we'll see. Miss, uh, miss... <laughs> hey, the missus, you think I like The Walking Dead? She doesn't know. <laughs> I don't think you will. The first season's only like six episodes. So I can watch the first season and then make a decision. I want to give it a shot. Dexter yeah. I have to watch because that little fucking... Uh, third, the third man on Future Endeavors uh, has, made, has forced me after losing our bet. He won't get bought out. He keeps on saying he won't get bought out. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, we all know everybody's got a price. Exactly, that's exactly right. That's 100% right. Except for Dusty won't, won't give a job to one of his sons. <laughs> exactly, asshole. I, I can buy Corey out. I can find a way to buy. I'm not. I'm really not that worried. But honestly, all the talk and you know, you guys and and people that never agree on stuff all have have liked Dexter. So just for that, I, I want to see it anyway. Like you and Corey and our good friend Laron and you know, very very people that have very different opinions on things and and can clash a lot like this show. Aaron Boonwan. Uh, well, yeah. 
Mrs. Mega, she doesn't agree with everything I watch, that's for sure. <laughs> that That's for sure. <laughs> so I want to see, because there's been a very eclectic group that are fans of of Dexter. Because, like you say, there's there's so many things, and now that, not just the DVR, but all the streaming, all the Hulu and everything, and the Netflix for previous seasons of things, it's all out there all the time. Yeah, I mean, we're still burning through Netflix trying to finish uh, Orange is the New Black, because Mrs. Mega loves that show. Yeah, so, my Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Gator love that show, too. Yeah. And I know it's coming back for a new season. Yeah, so we're we're only, like, five or six episodes in so we're, we're still trying to get through that but once again finding the goddamn time to do it is just <laughs> near to impossible but we're trying um thankfully i had the time to watch the first season of the league <laughs> exactly uh speaking of dexter though we got it you know last week we talked about it we did this we did the show before it came on uh it was the series finale uh last weekend and a lot of people torn on this one, man. But it was the highest rated show ever on Showtime. The highest rated episode of all time for Dexter. Um, it was a great night for Showtime. Ray Donovan ended also and was also the highest rated uh, freshman show uh, on Showtime's history. So they that ended really, really strong. Which I haven't even fucking finished Ray Donovan yet. I'm two episodes behind on that. Yeah. We so. need to be like, you need to be like, we all need to be like my father. No job, no kids to take care of, no responsibilities. We can just, because he watches all these shows. He watched Ray Donovan. Yeah. And was talking about how he saw one of the guys from Ray Donovan in Atlantic City, and blah 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 blah. There's just you gotta you gotta you gotta cut it. And remember, one of the things that bothers not bothers, but one of the things that that impacts my ability to do this more so than you is that it's football season. So Sundays I'm watching ten hours of sports, and so that also cuts into into stuff. So. You know, you have your you have a lot more reality stuff than I watch. But then I have this whole you know, s- Saturday and Sunday is football. Yesterday I didn't watch a lot of football, but Sundays I go over to Dave's family's house. I picked up food today, and we basically sit from one to about seven ish. I I leave between six and seven, so you got six hours a day of that. And of course, I have to find time to spend with my significant other. King, you know, as you do, so it becomes it becomes tough. Why can't they? I saw that thing. I don't know if you saw the Onion had an article that said that Netflix would now let you watch entire seasons, uh, like through a like you can like sniff them in, like you can wear like this oxygen mask and you can breathe in a whole season of a, of oh, a show. That would be awesome. It's sort of like the Matrix. Like you can just get plugged into the Matrix, and I I know Dexter. Exactly right. All, all eight seasons in like yeah. five seconds. Yeah. I know Walking Dead. <laughs> that would be, dare I say, wicked awesome. Like I forgot geometry, but god damn it, <laughs> I know what happens on the wire. Yeah. So Dexter, you know, I, I was one of the people that I was like, okay, I got it. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I expected something completely different for a finale uh, than what we ended up getting, and. um you know, so it did bum me out a little bit. I know a lot of people I work with that watched it were kind of pissed off at the ending. Um, I am going to say within the next two to three years, I feel the show will come back. I really do. They keep talking about a spinoff, but I, I don't even think they're going to spin it off. I think they're going to take a break, and I think they're going to bring the show back for me at least one more season and kind of just do it a little bit differently when they come back. And I think because of the feedback that that finale has gotten... That might be why they bring it back. 
And I could see Showtime doing it, especially after the ratings and being the biggest show ever on Showtime. That's why they keep talking about a spinoff, because they want those ratings back. And I just, I feel with the way they ended it, it's completely open-ended to bring to bring back and continue on, and I really do feel within the next couple of years we're going to see Dexter come back. Well, let me ask you a question. Does Michael, has Michael C. Hall ever said or intimated that he's up to that? Or, because no. you know how actors sometimes want to get away from a character? Right. No, he, he hasn't, but I never really, you know, I mean, he's always been kind of like, oh, it's bittersweet, and, you know, and I, I think he does need a break from it, and I think that's why it's going to take a couple of years to bring it back. But I, I feel like I would not be surprised if that's the direction they go here, especially with that ending. I think if they really wanted to close the book, he would have died, <laughs> and that did not happen. So. Well, that's sort of the resolution people wanted, including the author of the books that you posted. It was the author of the books that posted No, how... it wasn't the author of the books. It was uh, the original showrunner. Oh, okay. He, he, did, he did seasons one through four, which honestly are everybody's favorite seasons the first four are the strongest of the whole series for sure so i really do wish this guy would have stuck around because the show was amazing in the first four seasons uh but his they did an interview with them after the finale and they said if you were still writing the show did you have an idea of what you would have wanted the show to end with and he said yeah and he went into it and i loved it basically says the camera you know the the ending of the show will happen and it will fade to black and then when it comes back open you see a close-up of dexter's face and he and you think like, oh, it was just all a dream. And then you'd be kind of pissed off because you're like, man, that's bullshit. Eight seasons, it was just a dream. And then the camera will start to slowly fade back. And as it pans out, you see he's strapped to a table. Uh, he's on death row and he's getting ready for lethal injection. And they're getting ready to, uh, to put the needle in his arm. And he looks over at the gallery where all the, the witnesses and stuff, you know, watch you die. And it's basically everybody he killed throughout all eight seasons, plus all the people that kind of indirectly died because of him. So everybody's just watching through the gallery and then they inject him with the lethal injection and he dies. And that's the end of the show. See, that sounds far more, um, uh, um, cathartic and, and, you know, gives you that resolution that you want. Totally. And I, I haven't even watched the show. I'm just talking about from what I know of the series. Yeah, I mean, you uh, know the gist of the show and you right. know what I he's mean, done. And this makes so much yeah. sense for an ending. That, that would sounds, give me the closure I wanted. Yeah, that's the closure. Like, And I'm big on closure. That That's, you know, the period at the end of the sentence. But this is not what they like to do now. I mean, look at, look at what they did with The Sopranos. As far as that kind of ending, yeah. that people were so pissed off, and some people a lot are of still comparisons to The Sopranos. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, honestly, you you feel a certain way now, but trust me when I say, six months from now, you might feel very different because I know from the Sopranos finale, now that it's out of the heat of the moment and all the anticipation, I love the ending of The Sopranos. I remember. When it happened, though, were you pissed? Oh, I was pissed as hell. I was going to say, because I yeah. feel like you would have been pissed at I was pissed I know as I hell. Was. Yeah, I was pissed as hell. But now that it's been a couple of years, and all you know, the stuff has come out, and they kind of walk you through stuff. And people have spent so much time analyzing it and everything. I like it much more now than I did then. And I feel that way about some of the episodes, because they did a whole Sopranos episode that was like a dream, that Tony has this dream and all this stuff happens, and, and you want... You know, you want the plot to move ahead, and 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 then you go back and and just enjoy it, and then you have a whole different perspective on it. So I think you may come to find like 
three months from now, you might feel differently because we're still in the heat of the moment uh, as far as that goes. But it wouldn't surprise me if this show comes back, if, you know, if they take a little bit of break and, you know, they make an announcement down the road that they're going to come back and, you know, the journey continues or whatever. It definitely wouldn't surprise me uh, because it does get enormous ratings. And if they did a good deal with them, they can make it happen. And it has been left completely open for that. And I think with the way it ended, it, even if they brought it back and he just kind of picked up where he's at now, it gives the show a whole fresh aspect. Because so he's, he's, he's killing uh, lumberjacks or something? Well, not necessarily lumberjacks, but if like, you know, the whole show always took place in Miami. So now if they're saying he's in, um, you know, he's in Oregon, then you know, it could be a whole different ballgame of him in Oregon picking up and taking off you know, people there. You know, and I think that the cool thing about it is in Dexter, I mean, he's a he's a forensic analyst and he works with Miami PD, where if now if you continue on with the way the show ended, it would be him trying to continue to do that kind of stuff, but without like police help. You know, like, I mean, he got a lot of the info he needed because he worked for the police station. So it was easy for him to type in license plate numbers and analyze blood and, you know, do what he needed to do to find the bad people. Where now, if they continue on and he's in Oregon and he's trying to pick up, you know, kill off these bad people there, he doesn't have that help anymore. So I think it gives a different spin on the show, too. So it's harder for him to track people down and stuff. It would be a totally different kind of show. Mm Mm-hmm. And so a lot of, th- I mean, a lot of things would have to happen. I think Showtime would be interested, but you of course have to get Michael C. Hall on board and, and you know all the powers that be and make it worth their while. So it definitely wouldn't surprise me. But then it wouldn't surprise me if this is it and you know yeah, Michael C. Hall totally. goes on to you know he ends up signing and he wants to do something totally different. He he signed on to do something on the Disney Network or something. He's gonna he's gonna work with Jake and the Pirates or what's that show called, honey? <laughs> Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Oh, it's a cartoon. Is it a cartoon? It's not even a live-action show? It's a cartoon? No, it's a cartoon. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> See, I hear these... Oh, it's the Peter Pan. I know it's the Peter Pan thing. I didn't know it was a cartoon, though. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I'm so mad now. Now that we have you know, we have kids and, and we go and visit kids, we go to birthday parties for kids. So Dave's nephew, in February, when he has his birthday, is having a Jake and the Neverland Pirates party. I want him to have a wrestling party. When, when does that happen? Exactly. He, he plays with his John Cena, his Rey Mysterio uh, wrestling buddy. I got him for his birthday. Nice. So this time I'm getting him the rock for the next one. Yes. <laughs> Definitely getting him the rock. Because I've been waiting because I'm not going to buy, oh, he wants a Kofi Kingston? No. <laughs> That's a bad example. He's beating up a, a poor uh, defenseless quasi-Jamaican. <laughs> oh, good times. Hilarious. Well... Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with Dexter. Like I said, yeah, I won't be surprised too. I mean, if it doesn't come back, I just I feel like they might, especially with the uh, the amount of people that have been bitching over it, that they might decide they want to do something a little bit different, and bring it back. Uh, or like I said, they're definitely looking at spinoff options. So we'll see if we get something else along that line, um, you know. And uh, we'll see where it goes. But um, it's very sad to know that I don't have Dexter to look forward to tonight when we're done with these shows. Oh boy. <laughs> Well, it's Breaking Bad series finale. I can't wait till it's over. I can't take all the tweets about it. I've heard so many. I've seen so many tweets. I've heard so many things about it. My favorite ones are. My favorite one was that Brian Cranston was going to wake up and he was going to end up being his character he played on Seinfeld. He was a dentist, <laughs> and he was in like he was he was, made several guest appearances, um, and that like he's sitting in his dentist chair and he wakes up and then like Malcolm runs in from Malcolm in the middle. <laughs> Wow, so, that's awesome. 
Yeah, I've heard lots of I've heard lots of different uh, things. I think that was sort of I think that was what Dolph Ziggler tweeted was that was what was going to happen. So I've heard lots of different things. I just want it to be over. Yeah, no, I hear it. And tonight also brings us the uh, season three premiere of Homeland and the final season premiere of Eastbound and Down. So I may watch Eastbound and Down. I'm not watching Homeland. I saw the. I've never watched Homeland, and I saw a trailer for the new season of Homeland. Yeah. And if I want to see Claire Danes acting uh, crazy, I'll just go buy her a couple of drinks. <laughs> hey, she wins an Emmy every year for it. So. Yeah, I don't understand. She's fucking horrible. <laughs> I do like that F. Murray Abraham is in there. I saw him with a clip saying, this could be the end of the agency. I like him. He's a good actor. So, But I'm still not watching. I mean, you have a better chance of me watching like 15 other shows before Homeland. I'm just... I, uh, I can't handle Good it. Show. I believe you. But I'm it's, sure it's... But, but I know you hate heavy stuff, and it's very heavy. So. Yeah, and I like stuff that I feel like is t- completely unbelievable. And from the clips I've seen, it makes it sound like there's a, co- a congressman who's a terrorist or something. I, yeah. I I get these bits and pieces, and then I think it's so unbelievable. And it's not unbelievable over the top like, a, yeah, like it's a White House down or a G.I. Joe, where that's just what they're going for. So I just... I am not into it. Uh, have you seen, speaking of season premieres, have you watched SNL yet? No, it's on the DVR. I thought it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. You know, you know what I noticed, we both noticed this, is they have six new people on the show, and they really push them hard. Like, they're involved in the opening with Tina Fey, and then they have this video, this, uh, this uh, game show they play called Arcade Fire or New SNL Cast Member. Uh, and then they had this thing where they were one of the, you know how they, they have those little stills when they come back and it's usually the host, like in some weird setup or whatever, like sort of like a painting or a photo, like before they come back from the, from the commercial break, like at the little yeah. still they have on the screen. Yeah, no, I know. They, yeah, they had one of those, get in there, you bastard. Is he in? All right. Touchdown Patriots. They, uh, they had one of those with the six new cast members. So they're really pushing hard. Also, uh, I think it's Cecily Strong is co-hosting Weekend Update with Seth Green. Seth Green. <laughs> I call everyone Seth, Seth Green. I call Seth MacFarlane Seth Green. Seth Myers, Because, of course, Seth Myers is going to be taking over for Jimmy Fallon. Yep. So I think she was okay. But it just... It was fine. That's the way I could... I mean, I would, I would watch it. There was good enough good parts. But cool. it wasn't great. It was fine. We will see. Well, the one of the biggest news of the week, as we just discussed with Claire Danes, was the Emmys. So last week when we were doing the show, the 65th annual Emmys were going on, and uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, I just actually watched it just the other day, so it took me took me almost all week to catch up, but um, it was uh, pretty cool. Neil Patrick Harris was the host. I thought he was pretty tight. I, I do love some NPH. And uh, let's read down uh, your winners here in the world of television. Outstanding lead actor in a drama series is Jeff Daniels for the newsroom. And it was funny because right after he won the Emmy, they came out with that Dumb and Dumber picture. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, hey, there's your Emmy winner for yeah. best lead actor. It's such a dichotomy. It's, it shows how eclectic of an actor he is that he wins an Emmy for the newsroom and then he's going and making Dumb and Dumber part two. Mm-hmm. You gotta love it. Uh, outstanding lead actress in a drama series, as we just talked about, Claire Danes in Homeland. Nobody cares. Outstanding lead actor in a miniseries or movie was Michael Douglas for Behind the Candelabra. That's fine. Outstanding lead actress in a miniseries or movie was Laura Linney for The Big C. 
That's way too heavy for me. <laughs> Outstanding lead actor in a comedy series went to Jim Parsons for The Big Bang Theory. I love Jim Parsons, so any I'm, I was okay with anyone that won in this category. Yeah, I really was. Um, Outstanding lead actress in a comedy series went to Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Veep. Veep is a very funny show, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus just continues to win. She's won for Seinfeld, The New Adventures of Old Christine, and Veep. I mean... This woman has a lot of gold. That's very cool. Outstanding reality slash competition series went to The Voice. That's that's fine. <laughs> the Outstanding Variety series went to The Colbert Report. That's very good because Jon Stewart always wins, so yeah. I was glad to see Colbert win. Outstanding drama series went to Breaking Bad. That's fine. Outstanding comedy series went to Modern Family. Uh, well-deserved. Green Button. <laughs> green, green button. Uh, this was a good category, too. It had a lot of good stuff. Uh, outstanding miniseries or movie went to Behind the Candelabra. Outstanding supporting actor in a drama series went to Bobby Cannavale for Boardwalk Empire. You know, I, I Bobby Cannavale, since he's been on the show, his character is really good. I really like his character on that show, so I'm glad he won. Outstanding supporting actress in a drama series went to Anna Gunn for Breaking Bad. Outstanding supporting actor in a comedy series went to Tony Hale for Veep. This Love was, Tony this Hale. Was a surprise, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, you would he not. Was super uh, stoked. You just saw his face when he won. Yeah. Like, Holy shit. If you look in that category, you wouldn't have picked Tony Hale. But I love Tony Hale. Buster Bluth from Arrested Development has a great character on Veep. He had a nice little cameo in The Heat, the best movie of the summer. <laughs> so I, I'm very, very happy with uh, with Tony Hale winning. And he actually, when Julia Louis Dreyfus won, he went on stage and they sort of did a bit from their show where he is holding her purse and whispering like who to thank and that's sort of what he does on the show so that was a cute little little thing nice yeah when they were announcing that category this is the one i was telling you they were like we got a we got a dad and we got a gay dad and we got an old an old dad like because uh jesse tyler ferguson ed o'neill and ty burrell were all nominated for modern family so uh bill Hader was in there as well for saturday night live so tony tony hale came out as a very big shocker but well deserved uh outstanding supporting actress in a comedy series went to merritt weaver for nurse jackie uh, outstanding writing for a drama series went to Homeland. Outstanding directing for a drama series went to House of Cards. Uh, outstanding writing for a comedy series went to 30 Rock. Uh, outstanding directing for a comedy series went to Modern Family. Outstanding supporting actor in a miniseries or movie went to James Cromwell for American Horror Story Asylum. Um, outstanding supporting actress in a miniseries or movie went to Ellen Burstyn for Political Animals. I love Ellen Burstyn. She's in a movie. Have you ever seen Requiem for a Dream? Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Oh yeah, she's the mom in Requiem for a Dream, mm-hmm. and that. I mean, now it's on Netflix. And if you haven't watched Requiem for a Dream, uh, drink a little bit first. <laughs> like you, you got to be properly lubricated, I'd say, because it is talk about creepy and weird and heavy. Holy shit! Yeah. But it's a great movie. Very good. It's Jared Leto before I hated him. <laughs> uh, outstanding directing for a miniseries movie or dramatic special went to Steven Soderbergh for Behind the Candelabra. Outstanding writing for a variety series went to, Col- to The Colbert Report. And, uh, yeah, outstanding choreography went to Dancing with the Stars. You know what sucked? They didn't use, so you, they didn't win. So you think you can dance didn't win. Mm-hmm. That little douchebag Derek Huff won. Yep. Very upset about that. Very upset. He thanked, of course, his sister. Yeah, I had no clue that was Juliana Huff's brother. <laughs> yep. 
So there you go. There's the Emmys, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, one of the uh, they won. They give out those awards like the the day before or whatever. But I just wanted to highlight that Bob Newhart won for best guest appearance in a comedy and Bob Newhart who has been on television on and off for 50 years and has been in comedy forever that was his first Emmy win and this is a guy who had two very successful sitcoms uh, one in the 70s and one in the 80s and has been in television and done stuff for decades and this was his first Emmy win it sort of feels like one of those lifetime achievement things you get that at the Oscars sometimes where they'll have someone win that you don't really necessarily think is going to win but they're a little older and they've done a lot so they sort of you know, they get to that point where it's deserved, so you're gonna you're gonna give it to them for this particular role, even though they've made a hundred better movies or television shows. That's what's gonna happen to us <laughs> when we when we when we ditch Corey and we move on from from future endeavors. Whatever we do next, that'll be where we get our reward, <laughs> or our, I guess I should say our next award. Our next award, exactly. We, we we're are already award winning. We're both award winning hosts, so. Well, before we get to the news, let's jump over to movie review time. We actually got two for you. Uh, Nick actually has one before I do. Uh, he went and saw Don John, which is the new movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt that he wrote and directed. Uh, just hit theaters this weekend. I was only able to see the Metallica uh, movie through the Never. So I've got a quick little review for that one coming up. But I'm going to jump it over to Nick, and he's going to talk about Don John. Wonderful. Well, I've been very much anticipating this movie for a while. This is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He wrote it. He directed it. And I was really curious about about the movie. The previews came out, and it looked really good. It looked interesting. Scarlett Johansson, Tony Danza, Julianne Moore. So basically, Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays a character named John. And he's a working-class Italian guy. He works as a bartender. And, you know, he cares about... And this is a big thing in the, the trailer. It's like he cares about his house. You know, he cares about cleaning. He cares about his family. He cares about his religion. He cares about his boys, his girls, and his porn. And his car. And, and his car. And his car. One of the main things that you see in the movie is his porn. And he is sort of addicted to porn. There's no way around it. So... One of the funny little things that will happen is he will sort of describe why porn is better than real sex. And he'll talk about how, you know, a girl won't let you do this to her, won't do that to her, she doesn't do this to you the way they do in the movies, and so on and so forth. It's sort of funny. And uh, some of the things he says I sort of disagree with uh, as far as things go, you know, sexually. But he will go, and there's a scene early in the movie, I don't think this really spoils anything. He picks up this girl, and they have sex at his place, and then she's sleeping in his bed, and he actually gets up and goes and watches porn and jerks off while, while the other girl is in there. He has a girl in his bed, he leaves her after they had sex to go jerk off. <laughs> uh, and then he ends up meeting Scarlett Johansson, and... Scarlett Johansson's character, I don't want to spoil a lot for the movie, but I would say Scarlett Johansson's character is a lot more complex or different than you might think from the trailer. She, there's, more, there's more to her. Uh, I'll say that. And he, she ends up sort of wanting to improve him, I guess is the best way to describe this. But she really freaks out about his porn thing. She really freaks out about the fact that he watches porn. Honey, there's, I don't know what this bug is doing, but it's flying on the wall here. I don't know what it is, but it's sort of like hovering on the wall. I think it's a spider. With the spider. Why is a spider hovering? Oh, it's swinging from what? 
Sorry, we're having a moment here. You never know what's going to happen on the show. Last week you were yelling at your wife. This week my wife is killing a spider. Get yeah, it, baby. I was trying to get an answer for something on the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is good for the show. Remember the time I killed the centipede? <laughs> it helps the ratings. So she wants to help, and so he starts taking this. Oh, get it, honey. Get it, honey. So she, he starts taking this class at night. And in this class at night, one night, they're like on a break, and he goes back in, and Julianne Moore's character is there, and she's crying. And so then the next night, she goes up to talk to him, and then they start sort of having this sort of weird relationship. But it's it's sort of repetitive, and it's sort of by design that it's repetitive. Like, you see what what a week in the life of this guy is. You know, he goes to church every week with his family. He goes to family dinner. You know, he has his job, he does his workouts, and it's, it's sort of very regimented. You know, he has his couple of buddies, and then he goes and he bangs some broad, and you know, just sort of... And then you see how him going out with Scarlett Johansson's character, how that changes his routine, and how he's trying to have a relationship, he's trying to get away from watching porn and everything, but it's still not working for him. And I don't want to give away much more than that. But I will say it was sort of funny because this is the first week we're using the fine scale instead of a star rating. And this is a very complicated movie to fit in. So originally we were going to what the fine scale was going to be. It's fine, more than fine, much more than fine, worse, less than fine, or much less than fine. So I give Don John slightly more than fine which would be sort of like in the three and a half to four star range, basically. It's not, it's not a direct comparison, but that's sort of where I'm at. I think there's a lot of really great moments. I think there's a lot of really good things to enjoy, but I also think there's parts of the movie that don't work. And it's a relatively short movie. It's like 90 minutes long, and I still felt like it dragged in some spots. And I just think, I understand, it, I understand what he was going for. I just don't think it worked. And I think the Julianne Moore character is a little forced, like he's, she sort of comes in and becomes a little bit like his mentor and and everything. I think they they just could have done something else, in my opinion. Uh, but I think there's enough to like about it that I would recommend you see it. And it wasn't necessarily disappointing. I think it's if you saw the trailers. I think if you think you'll like it, I do think you'll enjoy it, and you may even like it more than you think you will because there's even there's a more complexity than it's given away in the trailer. It's a little more involved than you might think. So on the fine scale, it was slightly more than fine. Nice. And uh, there's, a, I mean, there's a lot of Scarlet. You get to see Scarlet in some workout clothes, and you get to see shots of her and everything. Like she's, you get to see sort of the tops. No, 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 no. You get to see like the tops of her breasts and, and <laughs> everything. But I mean, you, they, they do splice in like a lot of shots of porn in the movie. Yeah. It's not well, Scarlet, of course. They but. said the movie was NC-17. They actually had to scale it back to get the R rating. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that that going. Uh, I could definitely see them adding stuff in that they took out to make it to make it NC-17. I could definitely see that. Uh, it was, it was interesting. It was, it was good. I enjoyed. it. I thought Tony Danza was fine. I thought, you know, Brie Larson is in it, and Brie Larson plays his sister, and she only has like a couple of lines in the movie, but they're really good. 
So it was that was a nice little thing. I liked a lot about it. I think I think if Joseph Gordon-Levitt wants to continue writing movies and directing movies, I think he can be very successful. You know, this is his first effort, and he does like really cool things with his cinematography, and he he definitely wanted to do something unique, and I give him a lot of credit for that. Definitely worth uh, seeing. Slightly better than fine. <laughs> Nice. Well, I definitely plan on seeing it uh, this weekend. Completely got thrown off with uh, just a lot of stuff going on this weekend, and we were not able to get to the movies. Uh, Mrs. Mega definitely wants to see Don John. She also wants to see Rush, which was the yeah, awesome new movie this weekend. So I had to hold off from going. Now, you, sometimes I'll still go without her, but uh, she was very adamant on these two films, so I was like, okay, I won't go without you. <laughs> so. Yeah, I also want to see Rush. I've heard good things about it. And by the way, when I saw Don John, the the trailers were very good. Uh, they did the trailer for American Hustle. That's the Christian Bale, Bradley Cooper, Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, Jennifer Lawrence, directed by David O. Russell. They did a trailer. They did another trailer for that Bill Nye. Uh, what's it called? In Time, About Time, where the kid they can the men in the family can time travel. Rich oh, McAdams. Yes. That's been in the fucking trailer yeah, for is. so many movies I've seen. Yeah. And it never looks any better. No. Uh, they also did a trailer for this for the Robert Redford movie, All Is Lost, where he's a guy on a boat, and the boat is like you think he's gonna die. Like it, it looks like it's just him the whole movie. Like you don't see anyone else. He's alone on a boat. The boat's in a storm. He's trying to get rescued. That's all you see in the trailer. Also saw the trailer for Old Boy. Yes. That really <laughs> caught my eye. I think it looks awesome. I'm really, really curious. I mean, the 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 setup of it, like you you have so many questions, and you I love the way they sort of splice in here. James Brolin's in the room, and then you see stuff happening on the television. Like this is how he's lived his life. Like you see Bill Clinton get inaugurated, you see 9/11 happen, you see Obama get inaugurated, and you're in this room for 20 years, and you have no idea why. It was really, really cool, and it's a movie I probably wasn't gonna see. But now I'm very tempted. I'm very, very, very tempted, which probably means I won't see it. <laughs> but I was definitely tempted. And American Hustle looked really good. I'm definitely going to see that. It's a great cast and everything. And that Out of the Furnace movie with Christian Bale and Casey Affleck. I don't know if you've uh, – did you watch the trailer for that? Which one? Out of, it's called Out of the Furnace. Oh, no. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale, Casey yes. Affleck, Forrest Whitaker. That's Willem the one Fo- where everybody's an Academy Award yes. winner, and then it says, and Zoe Zaldana. Yeah, exactly. No, no. <laughs> they have like all these people that either have awards or, nom- or been nominated for Oscars, like Woody Harrelson, and then it's, and Zoe Zaldana. That's like 100% right. So, I don't know, that seemed kind of deep for me. But I like the cast. I like everyone in that cast. So, it's yeah. one of those things where, you know... I might do it. I'm very wary of Spike Lee movies. I don't usually like Spike Lee movies. I liked Inside Man. But I thought the concept of that movie, I know it's based on a Korean movie or Japanese movie. Yeah, old boy. I'm definitely into it. I like little Sam Jackson part in there. Yeah. So I, I'm Red Band trailer is very good. It's super, super deep. So yeah, I think that that Green Band one you saw at the theater barely scratches the surface of what that movie is. Well, now and I have it's, to. It's ultraviolet. I'll have to look into the. I'll have to look into the Red Band trailer now. Can I find that on the MI on the Air Facebook page? Of course you can. <laughs> that I obviously subscribe to. Do I? Su- yeah, I subscribe to it. Of course, of course I do. 
So yeah, so Rush and Don John got kind of put on the back burner that, that I hope to see. It's going to be rough because we were talking about going next weekend and seeing both of those, but next weekend also opens up Runner Runner and Gravity. So I'm like, fuck, because that's four movies, and I don't, I don't think we have time to squeeze four movies in next weekend. Uh, so I don't know how it's going to pan out, but uh, we will definitely have a lot of reviews next uh, next show. That well, is that sure. and that and that won't be until. That won't be next week. Uh, yeah. It's it's the battleground. <laughs> so yeah, we'll uh, figure that one out. Yeah, we have to figure out what we're gonna do. Maybe we'll do maybe we'll do a Wednesday night takeover with matzo balls after the pay per view or something. Yeah. But yeah, because I, I want to see Rush. Like I definitely want to see Rush. I know the missus wants to see Rush. I love Hemsworth Senior. <laughs> it was. I have to give you this little aside because before you get to your review, because of how big a fan you are of all the Marvel movies and everything. Uh, Tony Kornheiser is a sports guy. He has a radio show here. He's on ESPN. They did that that horrible sitcom called Listen Up with Jason Alexander and Malcolm Jamal Warner. It was sort of based on him, but. He was talking about it, and he said, the guy in the movie, I think his name is Hemsworth, John Hemsworth, Michael Hemsworth, he's in all the Thor movies. He was just like, his ignorance about this, his, his ignorance about pop culture and stuff was so funny to me that I really was laughing hard in the car when I heard this. Uh, because you know we're so into movies and and everything, but he, the, Tony Corners is like an old bastard. Like he's just an old curmudgeonly fuck, uh, and I don't really like him. But if I leave for lunch early, I catch like fifteen minutes of his show. So this happened to be a day where I left at you know eleven forty five instead of twelve, and he was talking about how much he liked the movie, but he had no idea who Chris Hemsworth was. Wow. So on that note, Interesting. I will definitely be seeing Rush. I mean, I love Ron Howard, love Hemsworth. Everyone has said this is really good. It's getting really good reviews, and I uh, I'm very very excited. It's a really cool, cool, cool looking movie. It's going to be very stylish, I think, in yeah, a good in way. a big true story. So yeah, it's very cool to have a. You know, this, it, Formula One is not an area that gets a lot of movies. Like they did that. I don't know if you remember that Sylvester Stallone Formula oh, yeah. One movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, they did like the NASCAR movie Days of Thunder, a classic. But I'm very excited for Rush. Runner, Runner, I'll definitely see. Uh, but the more the more I see of it, the less I'm 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 excited. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, Ugh, it's, that's, that's sort funny. of weird. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one. But I mean, it's I mean, as someone who's well, I thought yeah. you'd be more into it. <laughs> as someone who's into the gambling world, exactly. Uh, and I like everyone in the cast. I like Affleck. I like JT. I like Gemma Artisan. Anthony oh, Mackie, I can, I can handle. Huh? Love Gemma Artisan. She was great in um, Clash of the Titans. She's great in everything. Oh, she's so, so hot. I also heard she's great in nothing. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Exactly. Oh, wink, I know. <laughs> wink, wink. I'd like to see her as Wonder Woman, honestly. I, I could think, see I that. Think she'd be a great Wonder you Woman. Think she's, you think she's sturdy enough oh yeah watch uh hanson gretel winch hunters <laughs> she's, she's sturdy enough because i know they throw out like gina carano yeah and who else? The, whole, the problem with gina that they're hesitant on is her acting ability whereas Gemma can act and she's got the size and i think i think she'd be pretty badass as well. yeah gina carano can work through an action movie or like uh fast and furious but to be the lead in a big superhero movie mm, be tough yeah tougher for sure 
but Gemma would be good. They're also I heard Gemma's name being tossed around for the uh, Tomb Raider reboot as well. Oh, so, I could I could definitely see yeah. that. So that'd be awesome as well. We'll see. I think I think she's somebody that should be a way bigger star. That's for sure. Than yeah, what she, she does do a lot of movies. You see her a lot, but she's not at that like next no, level. Most people wouldn't know who the fuck I was talking about if I said her name. Yeah, but she, oh, it's the hot girl from Fill in the Blank. Yeah. She was uh, Gretel. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Well, my movie review is going to be short and sweet because it wasn't quite a movie. And I'm talking about the new Metallica IMAX movie called Through the Never. Uh, Luckily, I I got one really good friend that that was really into Metallica like I am. And, uh, you know, I wasn't like overly excited to go see this in the theater. But since I didn't get to go to the movies this weekend for anything else... I figured, why not? Let's go watch this Metallica film. And uh, it was an IMAX 3D. It was called Through the Never. And uh, basically, it's like a concert movie, uh, Metallica playing um, a show, and then they kind of built a movie around it starring Dane DeHaan. Uh, you'll know Dane DeHaan mainly from um, Chronicle. He was the main kid in that. He was also in Place Beyond the Pines. Uh, and he's going to be in the upcoming Spider-Man 2, Amazing Spider-Man 2. He plays uh, Harry Osborn in that. Uh, Dahan plays like a roadie and he's at the Metallica show and he's helps everything get set up and then Metallica starts playing and somebody backstage grabs him and says, Hey, you know, the band really needs this bag. You need to go pick it up. The truck broke down that has the bag in it. Go pick it up and bring it back to the arena. So he kind of goes on this little like journey to go get this bag and everything's all weird. Like the streets are empty and like this like end of apocalypse kind of thing happens and all these police are in this big battle with like all these vigilante type people and it's like this whole war is going on out in the streets and then this is all kind of like overplayed while Metallica's playing the music in the background and it's kind of like and he's in the middle of it and he's just trying to get this bag and it was kind of confusing and and they the way that they went back and forth between like the movie aspect and then the songs they were playing in concert it was kind of hard to follow so at the end, still don't even know what the fuck happened. Just to be honest with you, I was just kind of like, uh, so what was up with the bag, and why did we need this bag? And uh, I didn't really get it. But for being a Metallica fan, um, it was fun, because it was kind of like I was front row at a Metallica concert. I mean, you got to think, in an IMAX theater, the sound and the visuals are amazing. And I was basically just sitting in my seat, just headbanging, just having a good time listening to the songs and enjoying classic Metallica. Uh, the stage that they played on was amazing, and if that was a show that came around, I would love to see it because it was pretty awesome. And I, I don't, I'm curious if that's their actual touring stage now or if that's just something they did for the movie effects. Um, you know, I'm very, very curious on that. But it's just basically a concert movie. It's an hour and a half long, and it pretty much was just them in concert, spliced in with the movie footage of what Dane DeHaan going through uh, out on the street as he tries to get this bag and get back to the arena. So I I can't even sit here and give you like a star scale on it because it wasn't really something I could sit and rate. All I'm saying is... How about the fine scale? Could you do something on the fine scale? (laughs) Um, It it was fine. (laughs) So, um, you know, it's really hard to say because, I mean, I enjoyed it. I was glad I saw it. I had fun just listening to the classic Metallica songs and seeing them perform live and hearing it in an IMAX theater. It really did feel like I was at a concert and, and I felt like I had really good seats <laughs> and, and it was, and it was cool. And, you know, I just wish the story would have presented a little bit more uh, from what, if you watch the trailer to it, I thought it was going to be more of like more of a movie with just the songs kind of in the, 
background. But they spent more time showing the band playing the songs, like in the concert footage, than showing what was actually going on in the movie portion. So that's the only thing that kind of threw me off. But, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, run out and spend, you know, $15 to go watch it, because, I mean, it is IMAX 3D, so it's not cheap, but... um, but it was fun. If you're a Metallica fan, I think you'd enjoy just kind of watching them bang out the hits. So I'm just going to leave it at that. That was Metallica Through the Never. The one thing that did piss me off was they do have a song called Through the Never, and they didn't even play it in the fucking movie. So <laughs> I was like, how do you have a movie called Through the Never and not play the song Through the Never? But I guess just a little just a little nitpick piece there. So. Why, why didn't they even play it like through the credits or something? You know, that's, that's what me and my friend thought they were going to do. But in the credits, they actually ended up playing. They have an instrumental song called Orion. And they and it was just them on stage playing Orion, like just together with no crowd in the arena. And uh, they just did the instrumental song for the entire length of the credits. So uh, they at least gave us a song during the credits. But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't through the never. I don't know whose idea that was. I could see there being a deleted scene or something of that song, but... Or like if not in the if not in the exit then in the intro like have like a title sequence with the song or something right. that seems a little silly to me. It, it was a little silly. That would have bothered me too. I don't think that's that, that's a little bit of a nitpick, but it definitely would have bothered me too. Right? <laughs> I mean, that was it was the first thing I said to my friend, and he he said I totally agree with you. I kept he said I kept waiting for that song to play, and I'm like, how could you not? The movie's called Through the Never, so in my head I just had that song looping in my head, waiting for it to come on, and it never did, but. They gave us all the other good songs, so I can't complain too much. Um, all right, so there you go. Um, we got about a four star from uh, Nick on Don John, and uh, I can't really give you a star on Metallica, but it was fun. Metallica fan, check it out; it's fine. <laughs> uh, let's kick back on over to the world of mo- uh, movie and entertainment news. Um, hot off the presses today is uh, we talked before about Neil Blomkamp who did District 9, he did Elysium, his next movie is a sci- another sci-fi film called Chappie and um, he, Hugh Jackman has just signed on and will star in the uh, major role there in Chappie, so uh, pretty cool Love and I'm, I'm sure uh, I'm sure Shardo Copley is oh, involved, yeah, exactly. so. yep. I think he plays Chappie who's like a, an android or something, so interesting. he was a robot well Hugh Jackman involved definitely piques my curiosity it's very, very cool. Uh, CBS has renewed Unforgettable for summer of 2014. What is that? Unforgettable's been on for a couple seasons. It's like a cop show with that redhead chick who can like kind of like... Um, oh, what was it? She has that like photographic memory type thing where they bring her to the crime scenes and she can exactly see where everything's placed out and she can remember everything to a T and they use her for uh, crime scene investigations. They can't have a fucking video recorder or something? Uh, it's just, there's something about, like, just her memory and, and using her for different things. Like, I don't know, I don't watch the show, but it was on for two seasons, and they thought it was going to get canceled. They, they they held back on the renewal of it, and then they finally just announced that they're going to bring it back over the summer. So, it's coming back for a third season on summer 14, 2014. Great, wonderful. Uh, Horrible Bosses 2, official release date. It's been slated for release um, on November 26th of 2014. So, in a year, we'll have Horrible Bosses 2. Fantastic. I'm excited about that one. Feel these nipples. <laughs> I, I do wonder what they're going to do with the sequel. I'm very curious, because this does not seem like a movie that would take a sequel. So, yeah. Uh, ABC is in early talks for a Modern Family spinoff. 
Yeah, I saw this headline. Spinoffs are a blazing right now lately, man. Everybody is trying to spin off any show that has, is popular in any way. What was what would be the plan? Well, it says they're they're narrowing things down, and they have a lot of different options. They said the one option that was being heavily considered, and this is far really a reach, I feel, for a spinoff. But they said uh, Rob Riggle's character as the real estate broker. Yeah, that works with Tyburn. Oh, that's that's like he'd have his own show, like based on that character. Yeah, I don't so know it's just I kind would. of something completely separate, but set in that same universe, so to speak. Right. I, I could. I was sort of thinking like that if they could have uh, Nathan Lane's character have a spinoff. Yeah, I do like Nathan Lane's character, but honestly. I don't know if they want to do this, but they could very easily have one of these three couples have to move or fill in the like if they wanted to do like a, a more of a spinoff like that. I don't think they would do that with the main cast. I would hope they wouldn't. They but, got a, they got an award winning thing. Going yeah, on. I would hope they wouldn't, but yeah. you can do that because I'm not I'm no, not going to watch like it's completely something separate. Yeah, I I'm not going to I might not be that interested in that. Yeah, I like Rob Riggle, but it's like. Mm. <laughs> Wah, wah. They, said, they, they said there's a million ideas on the table. That idea is just one of them to kind of give an idea of what they're looking at, but that it's supposed to be more or less something just of like a character in that universe that will kind of be spun. Or how about Elizabeth, uh, what's her name's character? I like her. Elizabeth, oh God, uh, Back in Miri, movie 43. Thanks. When the fuck the- is she on Modern Family? Is, is she not their drunken friend who got, they went to the ma- wedding and everything? Isn't that Elizabeth Banks? They did the wedding in her house. They had to stop her. She's an alcoholic. Oh, yeah. I think it was her. I think she made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that Elizabeth, honey, wasn't that Elizabeth Banks? Yeah. Yes. And she made it. Didn't she make more than one appearance? I think she made. I think she made a couple. I think she made more than one appearance. But I liked her character. I like Elizabeth Banks. So I'm going with the people I like and the characters I like. I honestly thought the David Cross character was good enough. I would watch a spinoff with that guy, the uh, city councilman or whatever he was. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought he was pretty good. So we'll see, man. I just—it's so funny just how everybody's looking to do spinoffs now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the new hotness. Yeah, does did not do you not all remember Joey? How bad <laughs> that was. Well, you, Joey was after Friends ended. That's a, that is true. Do you remember uh, the Tortellis? No. That was the Cheers spinoff. That was on when they spun it off when Cheers was still on. Mm. It wasn't like Frasier. But it was it was not good. Mm-mm-mm. Well, speaking of Rob Riggle, he has also joined Dumb and Dumber 2. Uh, it says that he's actually just signed to come on as a major character in the sequel. So that is actually started filming. We posted up on the Facebook picture a uh, couple pictures of uh, Jim Carrey and uh, Daniels up on the set looking uh, in their old school <laughs> Dumb and Dumber outfits, and they looked hilarious. More, more importantly, <laughs> who has who has signed on for a cameo? That is coming next. <laughs> Who's, no, more importantly, this is this is my transition. Uh, more importantly, who has signed on? What future Mrs. Nick Gator has signed up for a cameo in this movie? Jennifer Lawrence has filmed a secret cameo for Dumb and Dumber 2. Well, I guess it's not too fucking secret. Exactly. But they tried to keep it under wraps. They, like, helicoptered her in, and they had her all covered up, and, uh, yeah. So, she will have a cameo in Dumb and Dumber 2. Very awesome. 
It's it's so, good to have an Oscar winner in a movie like this. It was a good week for news, man. Like on Dumb and Dumber Two, hearing the Rob Riggle stuff, Jennifer Lawrence, seeing the pictures of them on set. This movie is really happening, <laughs> so it's really cool. yeah. This is, I mean, we, we had this conversation when they said it definitely wasn't happening, and uh, I believe I was the one that said, "Well, you never know; things could work out," and things have worked out. So, I mean, this is this will be just fine. <laughs> Everything is going to be good. I'm excited. This movie is happening. They're not going to shut it down. You're going to have an Oscar winner and an Emmy winner and a Golden Globe winner in there. Exactly. It's good stuff. It's a lot of a, it's a lot of awards for uh, the sequel to Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> for God's sake. Uh, Dumber Dumber Two T O, which yeah. I love that title of it as well. It's different, all right. I, and I like Rob Burgle. I thought he was really good in Twenty One Jump Street. Oh yeah. Where spoiler alert, he's the bad guy. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't seen Twenty One Jump Street by now, fuck you. <laughs> I'm happy to spoil it. Uh, we've got a couple of new trailers up on the page for uh, Frozen, which is a new Disney movie coming out. Uh, Free Birds with uh, another animated movie with Owen Wilson voicing uh, the bird. Um, Cottage Country, which is a new Malin Ackerman film. Uh, just a couple trailers there. We'll get to a little bit more later. Uh, NBC is adapting Constantine with David Goyer. Uh, this is has me a little interested here. Um, DC Comics has a, has a comic called Constantine. If you remember, in 2005, there was a Constantine movie starring Keanu Reeves. Same character. Um, they're looking to do a TV show on NBC. David Goyer, who, of course, wrote the Dark Knight trilogy with Christopher Nolan. He also wrote Man of Steel. He's writing the sequel. Uh, very, very big writer in that comic book world. He's adapting this with NBC directly to do the Constantine TV show. So uh, I've been waiting years for a Constantine sequel with Keanu, so I guess I'll just have to settle for the TV show. Um, but um, I like it. So very curious to see what they do. Can, can you give me like the Reader's Digest version of this character and why I might want to watch something like this. He's kind of, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. He's a, he's like a supernatural, um, like detective or cop, so to speak. Like he hunts down like demons and, um, angels and like all that kind of stuff. Let me see if they, uh, and, and enigma, enigmatic, enigmatic, and in that, I mean, I still can't say it. <laughs> Enigmatic. Enigmatic. Uh, an irreverent con man turned reluctant supernatural detective who's thrust into the role of defending the human race against dark forces from beyond. I could have watched R.I.P.D. for that. You didn't see the Keanu movie? Oh, I mean, I, I mean, years ago. Yeah. I definitely remember the Keanu movie. He had, like, that black suit on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I saw. It, I probably saw it when it first came out. He was like a drunk. He's not like a good guy. Like he was like a drunk and a druggie, and it was just like, and basically, like he has to do this. Like this just becomes like his job. Is this like his penance for something? Yeah, like exactly, because okay. it has a lot to do with like angels and demons and the other war- the other side kind of stuff. So, so it's a reluctant hero, basically. Yeah. Kind of okay. Like, yeah, almost like a ghostwriter. I could, depending on who they cast and everything, I could sort of get interested in this. Yeah, I mean, it was very interesting. I liked the movie a lot, so I'm curious what they do with a TV show on it. Uh, as Nick mentioned earlier, Bob's Burgers has been renewed already for a fifth season over at Fox. Yeah, this is one of the shows, and I, I think they even said this at Fox. This is one of the shows that every season has increasingly gotten funnier and better, and it's sort of been touch and go because it hasn't always been a big ratings blockbuster. 
But I, I know some people aren't into it, but I consider it one of the funniest shows on TV, and it is a big green button for us. We watch it together, and the, the characters, the main characters, Bob and Linda, they're very similar to the Mrs. and I in some ways. So we really like this show, and it's had a lot of really good guest appearances. John Hamm and Patton Oswalt and other people were on last season. It's, it's not like South Park. It's not like Family Guy. It's not like The Simpsons. It's, it's different. Uh, it's a little, I don't know what the right word would be, sort of greasier, dirtier, kind of, you know, it's not as clean as far as animation goes and everything going on, but we really like it. So I'm happy to hear that they got renewed. Very, very cool. Uh, in, in movie negotiations, Bryce Dallas Howard is in talks to join Jurassic World, the uh, fourth Jurassic Park movie. She is in early negotiations to come on as uh, one of the major stars for that. So I like Bryce Dallas. I think that would be a nice yeah, little addition. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of hers. Uh, Rosario Dawson is joining Aaron Eckhart in the new movie called Incarnate. Uh, which is set up to be a potential new horror film franchise. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, Sherlock's Martin Freeman will be the main star in FX's Fargo. So he's going to be in the new Fargo reboot show that will be on FX. I know you like it's, Martin Freeman. Yeah, he's also in the Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit movies. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. He's committing to doing a TV show in America for FX. Yeah. It's sort of weird. <laughs> interesting, interesting, interesting. I mean, he had a little can- he had a little supporting role in The World's End too. I do like him. I think Sherlock is great. Uh, by the way, speaking of that, this is a little aside here. Did I say this last week about um, this weekend in November? That's ridiculous. Yes. Okay, I'll say it again then, <laughs> in case someone didn't listen last week. I'm- I might say it every week, so brace yourself. Uh, Friday, there's a there's a weekend in November that Friday is the um, Catching Fire comes out. Saturday is the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who and the big Doctor Who special, The Day of the Doctor. Hashtag save the day. And Sunday is the UK debut of Sherlock. So that's an enormous weekend for a lot of nerdy people out there. Uh, By the way, speaking of the Doctor Who 50th anniversary, there's like a little 11-second teaser trailer that the BBC has released uh, that's just has like the theme song and save the day. No one has leaked that comic-con trailer yet and they haven't released a proper trailer for this yet so we're still in the dark and the only thing we have to go on is the description of the trailer from comic-con because the comic-con trailer hasn't gotten out Mm. makes me angry because last year they weren't as uh, stingy and so we got a lot of stuff from comic-con this year obviously they cracked the whip uh, they're very. They're always very stingy. Yeah, it's just hard it's to see when that stuff leaks out. Nick is getting upset. Uh, HBO has renewed Boardwalk Empire for a fifth season. Wonderful. Good for them. You're still watching that, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan. I just, it's sort of where they can't go so they can't go that far with it. Like, I don't think they can do more than six or seven seasons, mm. just because of the nature of the show. So I feel like they might wrap up or they might announce that you know the sixth season might be the last or something. Well, we also have trailers for Walking with Dinosaurs, the uh, 3D movie. Um, We do have the first official teaser, are you ready, Nick? For Tyler Perry's A Medea Christmas. (sighs) (laughs) She's back. (laughs) Medea has become the earnest of the 21st century. Perfect. (laughs) Or just, you know, Medea goes to jail. Didn't they do a yeah. Medea goes to jail movie? Yep. Oh, yeah. uh, Medea has Christmas. 
Oh, I loved Ernest though, but I don't. I do not care for Medea. No. Uh, we also in the Everything Wrong with series this week. We have Everything Wrong with Now You See Me in eight minutes or less. Yeah, After I feel like that's a movie. Bitches. I feel like that's a movie that's going to have a lot wrong with it. Do they nitpick the fuck out of yeah. that movie? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a movie you just got to sit back and enjoy. Yeah, totally. I mean, he freeze frames some shit in that one that points out some stuff. I'm like, I mean, it's not as bad as the uh, what's the glare <laughs> lens what's flare. The lens flare. I never remember what it is, but now I know it when I see it. Yep. Uh, Christoph Waltz is in talks to play the main villain in the Tarzan movie. He's a great bad guy. Yeah, he is. Even though it's the Tarzan movie, but yeah, <laughs> there you go. <sighs> That's weird. Main villain. How do you? I don't know. I'm not gonna. I don't know if I'll see a Tarzan. Movie. He was the bad guy in not Kissing Glorious Bastards, but that movie with the elephant. What was it called? Honey. The elephant. The the movie Christoph Waltz and Robert Pattinson. Just bad guy. They, Hornet. They abused the, the like water for elephants. Oh, he was yeah. a bad guy in that, but he was a good guy in Django. Yeah. And he won the Oscar for that, I believe. It's a two-time Oscar winner. Um, what's the guy from True Blood? Uh, Alexander Sarsgaard? Yeah, he's Tarzan. Alexander <laughs> Sarsgaard is Tarzan? Yeah. They should have gotten Joe Manganiello. Exactly. <laughs> Poor Joe Manganiello's missing out on a lot of work. Yeah, he is. Because I don't see Alexander Sarsgaard as Tarzan. I don't see Alexander Sarsgaard as Tarzan either. You know, you know who I could see? Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> no, seriously, like he has that big, broad... Oh, I can see it. You know, I could, I could, uh, I could see that. Um, let's see, Jennifer Lawrence bringing her back up. She and uh, Gary Ross are reteaming for East of Eden. Yeah, it's a great book. Yeah, so. great book. They did a really good movie of it. You know, in the fifties, I believe. So, I love East of Eden. It's it's a classic novel by John Steinbeck. I love Jennifer Lawrence. I love Gary Ross. So, this is you know, this has Oscar written all over it. Also. Mm-hmm. Um, I never even heard of this show, but it's called Mistresses, and it's been renewed for a second season over on ABC. Uh, it's on ABC, regular ABC. Regular ABC. Oh, this is the one that has Alyssa Milano. We did just talk about this oh. weeks ago when we were wondering what happened to her. I love you on who's. I loved you on who's the boss. Yeah, Mistresses. No idea. Season. The no series idea. ranked as the summer's number two scripted drama among adults. Well, that doesn't really say anything because there's really not a lot of scripted dramas on in the summer. Yeah. So it's all Survivor, yeah. and so you think you can dance. And What was the number one scripted drama of the summer? <laughs> oh, uh, it was be- uh, behind uh, Under the Dome. Oh, okay. Okay. That's acceptable. Um, we also, on the trailer front, we have the, speaking of Comic-Con, we have the Comic-Con teaser for the Avengers Age of Ultron which is pretty cool to watch. It's really, really short. It basically is a close-up of an Iron Man mask uh, helmet, and it's kind of being deformed, and you hear the crunching, and it's got a lot of audio from the first Avengers movie, and mask ends up shaping and shifting to where it looks like the Ultron head. Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty unique. It's only about a minute long. It's just a little teaser to show you the Ultron face and how it kind of forms from the Iron Man helmet, leading once again to the speculation that Tony Stark is the one that creates Ultron in Avengers 2, so uh, pretty cool, because that was a big talked-about little teaser at Comic-Con, and that one finally leaked out like on the web. Uh, we do have the first trailer for Need for Speed, 
This is the video game adaptation starring Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. He's the main character in this movie here, based on the video game Need for Speed. Uh, looks very Fast and Furious-ish. Um, I'm interested about it. I think it comes out in March uh, of next year. So um, curious to see how this one plays out. Need for Speed's not a game that I really saw them adapting into a movie, but because um, it's just a racing game. But um, if it can flow with a good time like Fast and Furious, I'm all aboard. Uh, Lifetime has canceled Army Wives after seven seasons. Oh, no. Seven seasons. So that is gone. What will we do? Um, Fox, speaking of new shows, Fox is adapting a prequel series that's going to be called Gotham. And it's going to be based on Gotham City and revolve around Commissioner Gordon from the Batman universe. So this is supposed to be a prequel. There is supposedly not going to be any Batman in it. It's like Fox is trying to get on the uh, Agents of Shield type ball. You know, yeah, that's right exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> like. Hey, let's do a cop show based in Gotham. Passing. I don't like cop shows to begin with. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this one with no Batman. I mean, they're going to have to bring on some other characters to really make this one tick. But. We will see. Uh, we also have another Everything Wrong With. This time it's Everything Wrong With Premium Rush in six minutes or less. Which is a really good one, too. Um, we posted the first picture on set of uh, Kurt Russell on Fast and Furious 7. There's a pretty cool little picture of Kurt Russell with Vin Diesel and Paul Walker from a scene they were filming. Which was actually a, a nice confirmation that Kurt Russell is in the movie because he was rumored to have come on board. And then another article came out that said actually things didn't work out and he wasn't going to be in the movie. But then this this still frame of the movie came out this week. So he's there and will be in the film. So Kurt Russell, I don't know what the hell he's doing in the movie. I don't know if he's a good guy, bad guy or what. But Kurt Russell has been on board for Fast and Furious 7. Wonderful. Um, Gerard Butler has signed on to join Gods of Egypt. So he will play a villainous god um, in the epic fantasy Gods of Egypt. Wonderful. So that should be very interesting. He, uh, needs the, he needs the money. Oh, he's doing fine. <laughs> uh, FX has renewed the show The Bridge for season two. People love that show. Yeah, I don't know anything about it's, it. It's, very, it's about, uh, I think it's about illegals coming into the, the U.S., Mm. From Mexico. That's that's what I believe. Dame, um, Damien Bashir is in it, who I really like. Also in the number one movie of the Summer of the Heat, and I really like him, but I'm, it's way too heavy for me. <laughs> um, I like the sound of this one. Sony has picked up, and this is a true story about a maple syrup heist that went on in Canada, and uh, Jason Siegel has signed on to be to headline the movie. This so, is going to be a comedy, right? It is going to be a comedy. It's directed by Seth Gordon, uh, who has done a ton of comedies. Uh, but it is based on a true story about this $20 million syrup, maple you know, syrup heist in Canada. I, I've sort of heard of this, and I've sort of heard of like these weird heist stories. Like, I've heard of... I've, I guess I've heard of this because I've only I don't think there'll be one enormous maple syrup uh, robbery. Uh, I've also heard that people are stealing walnuts <laughs> because walnuts walnuts have gone from like sixty cents a pound or whatever to like over a dollar a pound. Jeez. People are stealing walnuts. So because they were talking about how people steal copper from from buildings and things and how that's a big thing. Now it's nuts. I don't know who this guy is. His name is Wes Chatman or Chat Ham, 
Wes Chatham, who has just been signed on to join the Hunger Games Mockingjay 1 and 2. He has signed on to play Caster, who is a cameraman from the Capitol who joins the Rebellion. His character works closely with Cressida, who is played by Natalie Dorma. Dorma. Cressida. Cressida. You never read your uh, mythology? Troy Troilus and Cressida. He was in the in the Valley of Ayla, the uh, Timely Lee Jones serious movie. Uh, I don't know. He's I'm looking at his Wikipedia. He was in the Unit. He was in the Help. He was in something called the Oh, Feet the Help. Kid. Yeah, that was the one they kept kind of referencing him to. Okay, there you go. Um, going back to the Emmys real quick. The Emmys brought in 17.6 million viewers, the biggest audience since 2005. Very, well, very cool. You know, Neil Patrick Harris can bring him in. He can bring it. And when you have popular shows like Modern Family and Breaking Bad nominated, that also gets interest. Mm-hmm. When there's less popular shows that are on public television like Downton Abbey, I mean, I love Downton Abbey, but it's not the barn burner that these other shows are, obviously. Right. All right. Well, let's kick it on over to the music charts here real quick. <clears throat> talking on albums, which is very country-heavy on uh, this week's top ten, if my computer would stop freezing on me. Um, coming in at number ten is Billy Currington with We Are Tonight. Number nine is The Weekend by Kissland. Uh, number eight is Keith Urban's new album, Fuse. Number seven is Boats 2, hashtag me time, by 2 Chains. Number six is Crash My Party by Luke Bryan. Number five is True by Avicii. Number four is MMG Self-Made 3 by Various Artists. Number three is Chris Young with AM. Number two is Justin Moore with Off the Beaten Path. And the number one album is Jack Johnson with From Here to Now to You. And kicking on over to the singles, top ten songs in America. Number ten is Capital Cities with Safe and Sound. Number nine is Lana Del Rey with Summertime Sadness. Number eight is Lady Gaga with Applause. Number seven is Drake with Hold On, We're Going Home. Number six is Holy Grail by Jay-Z featuring Justin Timberlake. Number five is Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke featuring T.I. and Pharrell. Number four is Wake Me Up by Avicii. Number three is Royals by Lord. Number two is Roar by Katy Perry. And number one, once again, it's Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. Lick those wrecking balls. Oh, those big round wrecking balls in your mouth. Yeah, she just wants to express herself as an artist. That's all she wants. She's grown up. She just wants to express herself as an artist. And that's why she wants to lick a wrecking ball. And be naked and be mousy and I don't understand. Before we wrap it up here, because that, that was that that all we had. Uh, I just got in the box office and the new. Oh, okay. Well, before before that, is it, why is the new trend for girls to wear the high waisted jeans and stuff? High oh, I have no clue. I hate it. It's, I've seen it a lot, and I've seen Miley do it, and mm-hmm. I f- I fucking hate it. it. I don't understand. Like, wh- how is that attractive? <laughs> It's not. Oh, I don't understand it at all. It makes Nick very angry. Okay. All right. Well, on DVD and Blu-ray this Tuesday, you have This is the End and The Crudes. So I will definitely be picking up This is the End. 
Has there been any announcement of, like, extras or anything? Uh, I have not seen anything on the extras, but I'm sure it's got a lot of extras. Well, how many... Well, have they broken them down that I have to buy one at Target? No, I don't think they got that going on. Okay, thank God. You can get it anywhere. I'll just get it at Best Buy. Uh, In theaters on Friday, as we talked about earlier, is Gravity and Runner Runner. So two big movies coming out on Friday. And hitting to our box office, our top ten fresh out today. Number 10 is The Butler with 2.4 million. Number 9 is Where the Millers with 2.9 million. Number 8 is Instructions Not Included with 3.4. Number 7 is The Family with 3.7. Number 6 is Insidious Chapter 2 with 6.7. Number 5 is the debuting Don John with 9 million. Number 4 is Baggage Claim with 9.3 million. Number 3 is Rush with 10.3 million. Number 2 is last week's number 1 is Prisoners Holding Steady with 11.3. And your new number one is Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2 with $35 million. Surely not unexpected. No, not at all. I wanted to say on The Butler that my mother saw The Butler recently and said it was very powerful and she liked it. Makes sense. So, I, yeah, that's a, that's a movie for our mothers. Mm-hmm. And on that note, <laughs> we'll wrap things up. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Once again, I'm going to kind of do this for the next few shows just so everyone's on the same page. We have moved off of our previous feed and our previous supplier. So if you want to subscribe to us on iTunes and we are not getting an update, there's a reason. Please subscribe to the new Am I on the Air with Nick and Don feed. It will not say Blog Talk Radio, and it will say Amateur on the bottom. That really gets my goat. Uh, You can also find us on reddragonsradio.com. Just click on Am I on the Air, and you can listen to this episode and previous episodes. You can still find us on Spreaker and Stitcher. With, as far as the iTunes thing, let me just shout out that if you go to amiontheair.com and you click on the tab, um, I believe it actually says iTunes. There's an actual tab that says iTunes, and then it has a button that you can click, and it'll bring you straight to our iTunes page. So you don't even have to go searching for it. We did all the work for you. Just click the iTunes button. Same thing on reddragonsradio.com. Once you go to the Am I on the Air page, right underneath uh, the episodes, uh, there will be an iTunes button right there. And that's all you got to do is just click it, and it'll take you straight to our new page to subscribe. There you go. Uh, you can also, of course, still find us on Spreaker and Stitcher. Uh, are we on Excess Radio? I'm sorry? Are we, are we on Excess Radio? Or? We are. Um, okay. he, he's having trouble for some reason updating our new players because it's not us. It's his website isn't okay. like fancy enough. But in the meantime, I gave him the codes for our Spreaker page, so he's posting them up through Spreaker on his page. Okay, and we're still on Radio Influence. Yep. Okay, good. So Spreaker, Stitcher, Radio Influence, the Excess Radio Network. Find us on reddragonsradio.com, and of course you can subscribe to us on iTunes. We will not have a show next Sunday. We'll kind of decide how we want to proceed. I don't know if there'll be enough for us to do a show during this week. Otherwise, we'll probably do a show about middle of next week. But no biggie. Uh, You'll find us soon. We will have big movie reviews for you next time. And we'll have some more updates on television and music right here on Am I on the Air. Red Dragon!